Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, a show where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well-being. I'm your host, Sarah Lee Kane, and in this week's episode, it's just me and you again talking about cue dramatic music here, emotional spending. Now, whether you've had a bad day at work, you're just feeling down for whatever reason, I mean, some of us, and myself included, turn to retail therapy. A few dollars here and there isn't going to hopefully break the bank, but it can cause a bunch of mental anguish and, of course, your financial situation down the line. So let's talk about the good and bad parts of emotional spending, some practical ways to deal with it, and even forgive yourself for past mistakes. There's going to be a lot of information packed into this episode, but don't worry about scrambling to take all these notes down. I have taken all the tips I'm about to share and created a downloadable guide. To download it, head over to beyondthedollar.co slash spending. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go beyond the dollar. Hey everyone, just as a reminder to returning listeners, welcome back, right? We have a new format moving forward for this season, right? One week is where I am sharing someone's really personal story of their life situation or transition, how money played into it. And then one week is just some mindset and practical questions and considerations to help you get through the emotional aspect of money, which is what we're doing this week. And if you're a new listener, welcome. I just told you exactly what the format is about to be. So let's dive into emotional spending. So I'm sure most of you know that emotional spending happens when you're just buying something you don't really need. Uh, Some cases, it might not be something that you truly, truly want, right? It just happens in the moment. You're experiencing some sort of emotion. It could be you're feeling stressed, bored. Maybe you're just feeling like incompetent over your job or lack of, you know, employment. You're feeling underappreciated, friends, family, whoever, any number of that. Now, I do want to stress that not all emotional spending is as a result of negative emotions. We actually even spend money when we're happy. So let's say you're celebrating something and you just feel this like rush of endorphins or really happy, excited kind of emotions. And then you want to celebrate that by spending money on things. Again, it might not even be things that you really, really want. I mean, think about when you got a raise. Did you buy something celebratory? And to be honest... Money is an emotional thing, right? Even when it's just numbers in a bank account or numbers on your investment account or you're trying to kind of allocate cash and your bills and coins everywhere, it is emotional no matter what anybody really wants to tell you otherwise. And emotional spending is almost impossible to avoid. It gives us a sense of control or pretty obvious, the purchase that we're making represents an emotional need that we're trying to work through or trying to fulfill. So I'll give you an example. I've talked about this to my newsletter subscribers, I think I've talked about in other podcasts, is where I spent $500 a month in, okay, one month on junk food. And I'm talking about like cans of cola and chocolate bars. That just is an insane amount to me even years after this happened. And so I didn't even know that I spent $500 a month on chocolate bars and and junk food and all of that. So what happened was I was having a very stressful time at work. There were a couple things happening and where I used to work, I didn't really have a kind of private space. Like I had my own desk, my classroom, but majority of the walls were glass. So people could 
could kind of see it out. So I just didn't feel like I had this space to kind of unwind. And so what I would do is I would end up going for a walk, maybe around the school building or during breaks or just a quick walk kind of up and down the neighborhood. And I think coming to this conclusion now is that I was buying stuff as sort of an excuse to leave the building, right? Instead of just saying, I really need this time to kind of decompress what's going on at work. It was more like, oh, well, obviously I'm hungry or I'm thirsty. I'm going to go get a can of Coke. And then it resulted in me spending $500, which again, insane, right? Now, emotional spending doesn't go away. I mean, I still really haven't curbed a lot of it and that's okay, right? Even though I've been working on money stuff for years. So I do have a confession that I think last week I was on Amazon and I was just having a crazy emotional day, a couple of stressful things that were going on. And I decided, oh, I need to buy a vacuum for my swimming pool. Even though I had a perfectly good one, Apparently it didn't work well enough. And so I was looking and I almost <laughs> didn't almost purchase one that cost $700. And then I go, okay, well, you know what? Maybe my yard needs some nice kind of floor mats or floor cushions. Why would we want to sit on chairs? It'd be really kind of cool and bohemian like to do that. And so I almost bought a couple of poofs. I think they're Japanese poofs for about 20 bucks. Shared that on my Instagram stories because I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I almost spent like, I think $800 in one go on Amazon. Luckily, I didn't. <laughs> but if I didn't kind of work through my emotions at that time, I could have very easily purchased that amount and I would have been out all that money for nothing. Now, I just want to reiterate again that the truth of the matter is it is practically impossible to avoid emotional spending. It's going to happen. And as that almost $800 purchase on Amazon illustrates, someone who has been working on their money stuff for years, even financial experts kind of go through this. Okay. Because honestly, the money that you spend is for a specific purpose right? Whether it's a need or a want. And that purchase is something that you thought was going to be helpful for you or best for you at that time. If you think about it, even practical purchases have an emotional component to it. So think about when you're going to the grocery store, you're getting Instacart delivery. Why are you more likely to buy more food when you're hungry? Just think about that. I mean, obviously it's probably because you're thinking more about eating or the food that you want, or you're looking at junk food and you're just like really into that kind of sugar rush or salty rush if I think salty rush is the thing, right? But you're, I know that when I go grocery shopping and I'm hungry, I think about a bag of chips and like my anticipation of eating them. And so I tend to buy more things like that when I'm hungry. So that's an emotion that I'm looking to fulfill is hunger, right? And so again, it's a practical purchase, but the emotions are coming into play. So the good news is that you can work through emotional spending challenges for the most part. I'm not talking about shopping addiction, I'm just shop talking about emotional spending. You can work through that. And it is helpful to find ways to do that because you don't want it to hurt your finances. Again, a couple dollars here and there isn't going to ideally hurt your budget, right? Unless you're on a super bare bones budget. So you don't want that item, right? That you purchase to really like hinder you from paying your mortgage or buying groceries, right? So I certainly 
don't want that to happen for you at all, okay? Now, what can you do to work through emotional spending. So I'm gonna divide this into two parts. One is the short-term behaviors that you can do that are pretty quick and easy that will help kind of motivate you to the second part, which is long-term solutions, which are things you're gonna work through basically probably the rest of your life (laughs) because your life is gonna fluctuate, your emotions are gonna fluctuate, your money is gonna fluctuate. So let's talk about some of the short-term behaviors or things that you can do. So number one is to work on accepting that emotional spending is going to happen. You're gonna have emotional days. You're gonna feel happy and you wanna buy things to celebrate. You're gonna feel crap and you're gonna wanna buy things to soothe yourself. The point is not to shame yourself for your behavior because all of us have strengths and weaknesses. We all kind of have personality quirks and behavior quirks, so to speak. And so every time you spend money on something out of emotion and it might not be something that you need or want, it happens. It happens to everyone and vices are gonna be different. So accept the fact that it's just gonna happen to you, all right? And the point is just to feel whatever the emotion is coming up and then just say, okay, well, you know what? It happened. I'm gonna now work on changing this unhealthy behavior because I want the long-term ramifications of my finances to be much better than what it is now or to maintain what it is right now. So this is something that I do and I know a bunch of other people do that can be really helpful is to allow yourself a buffer account. You can call it a fun money account. You can call it an oopsie account, whatever you want to call it for when you do make impulse purchases. The amount doesn't really matter. You can decide how much you want to put in there. I think I have like 50 bucks a month just in case. Most of the time I don't spend it, but there have been times when I did. And then that way, if you do overspend on certain categories of your budget, or it's not even any category in your budget, you're not going to take away from your other financial goals, or you're not going to feel bad because you know, hey, I have set aside money because I know I'm going to be emotionally spending this month. If I don't spend it, that's great. You can consider rewarding yourself. Let's say stick it into an IRA account, a retirement account, you know, whatever you're saving for or you want to spend it on. And But if you do, it's fine. Like, don't freak out about it. It's just you're anticipating certain behaviors and you're just putting things in place for it. Now, if your budget is super tight and you're like, Sarah, $50 is crazy. Again, the amount doesn't matter. Even if it's $5, having that is kind of a kind of psychological trick to say, okay, I'm anticipating something's going to happen, that money is there. And so again, even $5 is just enough to kind of signal that like, I'm not going to feel bad if I spend $5 on a latte more than usual because it's there for me. I'm anticipating this from the past right? The next thing is, again, a pretty simple one. And a lot of people do, again, short term, is to remove any temptations to shop. I think for most of us and myself included, I am more likely to buy something when something's in front of me and I start browsing and then, you know, whatever emotions I'm feeling like, oh, this would look really nice, things like that. So put your browser in incognito mode. I think you can do that with Chrome, Google Chrome, not sure about the other ones. So incognito mode is where the 
the cookies or the the settings are not going to um, be picked up by I guess tracking devices and so you know ads aren't necessarily targeted to you so for example right now I remember looking at glasses and there are ads everywhere for me to buy glasses from like almost all these websites and so I realized oh I should have done this in incognito mode so I'm not tempted to buy something that I don't really need at the moment something else again pretty obvious you can remove your credit card information from online shopping websites that you frequent a lot if you memorized your credit card number which I know some of you have um, report this credit card loss or stolen assuming you're not really super relying on this credit card right now you can wait like two weeks for new card to come then go ahead and do that that way you won't be tempted to remember your new credit card number ad blockers are a great way you can block ads on like YouTube videos different websites I think you can do the same on your mobile phone of course another way is to unsubscribe from any emails that are going to tempt you to shop now for example I had recently bought a rug a couple of months ago and so I have been getting emails like crazy like every couple of days where they're like come back to us here's a 20% off coupon you can only use it for the next couple of days and so that kind of jolt of like urgency really has tempted me to go oh maybe I should just browse like just in case there is something I actually need which obviously there isn't but I unsubscribe from those emails so if you have those kind of coming in unsubscribe from them you know don't feel like you're gonna experience FOMO because you're not gonna get all these coupons like I'm pretty sure most of the time um, they're gonna have sales or if you subscribe to their emails again you're gonna get a coupon because they want you to come back and, and shop at their store so going back to the example of me looking at glasses. I am currently trying to buy a backup pair of glasses because I need them to see and drive and all of those things and so again I wish I had blocked these ads and I've been getting emails as well and some of the emails have like ads on the bottom and again like there were glasses that I had looked at like thinking about buying and I was like okay this is really spooky and crazy I'm just gonna unsubscribe I'm gonna get all the ad blockers I'm gonna go in incognito mode just in case I don't want to be tempted to buy something that I'm not going to need right I do need a backup pair of glasses but I don't be tempted to like buy more because a lot of these discount eyeglass stores have like buy one get one free random sales like that so I just don't want to be tempted to buy more than again really need so those methods that I just talked about are simply to remove the temptation to browse and shop and these are very helpful in the short term that's not to say if you keep doing this that it's going to curb your emotional spending but the point is to tackle kind of the underlying issues with emotional spending so just because you're blocking the temptation to do it doesn't mean you're not like smart enough to find another way to do it and so the long term is really about tackling those emotional emotions head on or finding some way to work through it or at least having what a lot of people call a pattern interrupt and so what that is it kind of removes you from pressing the buy now button right away it kind of gives you kind of a buffer so to speak like a little temporary wall between you and and the shopping behavior so that you kind of assess what you're doing because like I mentioned before emotional spending is not going to go away you're going to experience negative emotions that's going to tempt you to soothe yourself by going online and buying stuff okay so working through those emotions having those pattern interrupts is going to be really really helpful moving forward so the first tip I have is to create a list of values and priorities 
And so I like to make it super visual. You can think of that as a vision board, just a couple of photos that represents these values and priorities, and then having it in a place where you can see it all the time. For me, I have it as a desktop wallpaper. Yours can be as easy as a post-it note with a couple of words scribbled on it on a door or on your laptop or on the wall, right? So you can see it where you're working or where you're gonna be all the time. The point is to have that and just remind yourself constantly about what you believe is to be the most important thing in your life. So for me right now is to ensure that my family is taken care of, I am really wanting to make sure that my house is pest free, right? Like a kind of general things. Like I want to make sure my, my mortgage is paid for. I want to make sure that I'm healthy, all of these things. So I do have a values-based spending guide, which has a list of values. If you need some help, you can download that beyondthedollar.co slash values, or, you know, just kind of go back. If you already did this exercise, just go back to be like, okay, what are my priorities right now? They can be very simple things, but I think that when we get emotional, we lose sight of some of it. So having these list of values and priorities are really important, whether or not it's visual or something as simple as a post-it note or however you want to do it, is that when you're tempted to buy something, and this is important to figure out too, is are you tempted to buy when you're on your computer or when you're on your phone? Okay, so have it in a place where you're going you're gonna to be all the time. Again, even maybe your phone wallpaper is remind yourself of this list and what you want, what you really, really want. Okay, sorry, Vice Girls reference there. Now, in going back to this list and then remind yourself of it, then look at your purchase and go, okay, is this really a list of my priorities right now? Is this part of my values? Is this really worth it? And maybe in most cases, it means no. So for me, that $700 pool vacuum was not worth it. Did I want to spend that $700 on something I could probably buy for 50 or 100 if I wanted a better model, right? My priority is making sure my house is well maintained. It doesn't mean that I have to spend that much money to maintain it if there is a different solution. Um, something else I almost bought the other day was a couple of pair of shorts. I don't really need them. I have a ton of shorts and I'm not going anywhere. I'm kind of hanging out at home, right? So I don't need to buy kind of new outfits to look nice in front of people. It's not a priority right now. My priority is my health. And so looking nice in some pairs of shorts is not really going to help with my health, right? Unless I was buying like vitamins. Cool. That might be a very necessary purchase if I didn't have any in the home. As an example, Next tip I have for you is before you press the buy now button, take a look at the item and what purpose it's going to serve, whether it's a practical or emotional read, right? Just think about like really quickly why you want to buy it and then spend a few minutes looking for an alternative solution. So a free one. Get as creative as you can. So is there something lying around the house that you can use? Is there some sort of free online resources you can dig up? Can you ask your neighbor to borrow something? Like what are some free things that you can do instead of buying that item? And be as creative as you can. So for example, in terms of this pool vacuum, there probably isn't a free solution. I mean, the only free solution that I can think of right now is to manually sweep up the dirt and use kind of a pool skimmer or rake, whatever you call it, and, and to do it. So if I couldn't even afford to spend that, you know, 50 bucks or whatever, then that's what I'd have to do for now. And that's totally cool. That'll prevent me from spending that money that I don't have. Maybe you are really tempted to buy a new chair for your living room and you realize, hey, I have 
a couple of chairs in my spare room that I don't really sit on. Maybe I can put that in the living room instead and just make sure that, you know, my pillows kind of match, whatever it is. So find something. In most cases, you'll probably be able to find a free solution. And even if you didn't, it's a pattern interrupt to really get you thinking like, why am I buying this thing or tempted to buy this thing in the first place? Next tip, it takes a lot of practice, but it will get easier. This is something I do quite a lot is to name that emotion or feeling that you're experiencing right now as you're about to buy the item. So let's say I'm going to go back to my $700 um, <laughs> pool vacuum example is stress. Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just feeling stress or get as really specific as possible. Like I'm just feeling very apprehensive about the future, or I'm really upset over an email that I got. And I just don't know how to handle this right now. I'm just really, really upset. When you do that, it kind of removes you from the purchase because again, the emotional purchase or whatever you're buying is there to kind of soothe those emotions. So when you start naming it, bringing it to the surface, it kind of helps you start processing what's going on. And then again, it just removes you from that purchase. Bonus points, if you can actually name the emotion you're going to satisfy by buying that thing. Because in most cases, if you can just name that emotion you're gonna satisfy or the emotion that you're currently feeling before you're about to buy it, hopefully that desire to buy the item will go away. Now, pool vacuum, I feel like I have to apologize for bringing this up over and over again is if I were to think about the emotion that I was trying to satisfy it's that emotion where I feel like I'm taking care of my family I feel like I am providing some sort of security right even though a dirty pool isn't really gonna make or break things around here but that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like, okay, I really like just want to feel secure, take care of my family. This pool vacuum is going to do it. I just want to reiterate that these tips are again long-term. So it, it'll take some time to kind of get used to these pattern interrupts. And again, hopefully it will get easier as it goes. So let's talk about more tips. Next one is to something that is seemingly very unrelated to anything to do with purchasing or money. Again, it acts as this kind of pattern interrupt where you're physically and mentally moving your yourself from this emotional purchase and then when you come back to it hopefully that will diffuse the situation so create some guidelines and like be as silly as you want with this because no one's gonna see it or judge it so something I've done in the past is where if I'm tempted to buy something I will give myself a rule where I need to get up away from my phone or away from my computer and go into another room and have a dance party for five minutes and then I'm allowed to come back and that has worked wonders for me because it's created a kind of novel way it allows me to listen to like a song I really love. If I know that I'm feeling particularly upset that day, I will put on a really emotional song where I sometimes maybe I need to cry and then releasing that emotion, come back, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't need to buy this crazy $500 vase or whatever it is that I'm tempted to buy. So think about what kind of novelty you can create for a couple minutes just to, again, have that pattern interrupt. This next one, I don't really recommend if you're already feeling super emotional about your money is to look Look at your numbers. So maybe before you buy something, force yourself to look at your budget, force yourself to look at your bank account and see how much is left, then compare it to the amount that you're about to buy. In many cases, that will kind of jolt you back into reality where you're like, mm, do I really want to spend $50 on this shirt? 
is it really worth draining my bank account? I only have a thousand dollars left or I only have a couple hundred dollars left. Is it really worth it? If you're really nervous already looking at the numbers and I would work through that before you use this as a tactic. Again, this is a really helpful one, right? Helpful for all situations, most situations is to talk to someone. If you know what emotions you're feeling, in most cases, it's just maybe you just want to be heard or you want someone to kind of empathize with you in terms of what's going on. That could be talking to a therapist. It could be talking to your spouse. It could be talking to a trusted family friend or friend and working through that situation or emotion that you're going through. Finally, on that same vein about kind of working through emotions is if something happens, if you do spend money, don't shame yourself. And especially even before you make the purchase, don't shame yourself out of buying that purchase because negative reinforcement is really not going to help because you can rebel against yourself and it could end up making things worse for you. So instead, look at how you can do some positive reinforcement to help you not buy something. And if you do find out that this purchase is something that's really gonna satisfy an emotional need, you do realize, okay, I did want this, I just been putting this purchase off, buy it without guilt, especially if you can afford it, buy it without guilt. Because at the end of the day, your emotions are there to help you, whether or not they're negative or positive, right? So if you're feeling anxiety, sometimes that is actually a helpful reminder for us to maybe for another job, to pitch for more clients, to take a look at your investment accounts or whatever it is right to do with your financial life so emotions are there to help you it's just whether or not the behaviors that you're doing in reaction to those emotions are helpful for you at all so just as a reminder there are short-term solutions and long-term solutions to emotional spending try the short-term solutions first because they're going to give you some immediate results and then as you're doing that work on those long-term solutions or methods to really help you cope with emotional spending so that's it folks so your challenge for this week is to use one of the tips that i have talked about and apply it to your emotional spending so um, just to reiterate short term is to remove distractions maybe unsubscribe from emails get some ad blocker software go in incognito mode when you're browsing remove credit card information from those shopping websites and then long-term solutions is about tackling those emotions or having a pattern pattern interrupt so it kind of gives you some time to diffuse those emotions so that could be listing your values and priorities and having it in a place where you see them often spending a few minutes looking for a free solution before you buy something name the emotion or feeling that you're experiencing as you're buying it or bonus points again if you can name that emotion that you're going to satisfy creating some sort of novelty looking at your numbers and comparing to the purchase and talking to someone else about what is going on all right so let me know if you try any of these tips again if you want to download the guide that i have for you it is beyondthedollar.co slash spending all right so next week like i mentioned it is going to be a guest coming on to talk about their life and money and how it all works together it is Alyssa kirkham she's coming on to talk about motherhood and money and how our worth is all jumbled up in terms of how we are as mothers and earners and breadwinners and kind of all of that so i'm really excited for you to hear that episode all right again if you have any feedback for me questions you can always email me hello at beyondthedollar.co or find me on Instagram at beyondthedollar. All right, until next time, keep living beyond the dollar.